Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, this is uh, the 415ers Odyssey Sports Podcast Network three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints and the matchup that's coming up this weekend, six and four Niners against a four and seven Saints team. Sticking with Garoppolo, though, I, it, I don't want to make it sound like it is in spite of him, the success that the Niners are having on offense, because you do need to play at a you know an admirable level to achieve the things that the, the Niners offense has done over the last three weeks. I know you could point to some of the competition that they faced, and that's why I do think the Saints will be kind of a bigger or different test for Garoppolo in this 49ers offense uh, on Sunday. But I, I, if you told me that Garoppolo, you know, in, with whatever he has around him, is playing his best football, I, I would also believe you just because I do think there's more experience under Shanahan He's coming off of surgery and now that has corrected whatever you know sort of ailments he had down the stretch of last season. Um, and, I, and I also do think coming off the bench and, and being the backup this year returning has humbled him a little bit. I, I think it allows him to play with a little more freedom because he knows that, look, the sky is the limit or like he is only moving up at this point. I mean, his his stock had hit rock freaking bottom before this season to the point where even, you know, a lot of it having to do with the surgery, but like we talked about in the last episode, no one wanted to trade for him. Teams like the Carolina Panthers that are now wondering what the hell they're doing. They've already fired their head coach this year. Like he could have been in a situation like that. And instead they went on a God Baker Mayfield, who's supposed to be a young, more promising guy with potential. And he's been arguably the worst quarterback in football this he's year. Already, he's already been benched twice. <laughs> exactly. Like they, they are in a, well, they, they got issues in Carolina, but Jimmy Garoppolo could have been a quarterback in one of those situations, and they didn't even want him to the point where now people are looking at Jimmy G as a quarterback that you might have to pay 20 to $25 million for next year. So he has done a complete 180 of where his image was before the season until now, and I just think that it looks like he's having more fun playing football than ever. He is still the even kill guy, which I appreciate in and out of the locker room. So he still remains the leader, the captain that all of um, his teammates have come to his defense for in the past. And that's typically how players sort of lead their postgame pressers when they talk about Jimmy. They start first with the man that he is and then the quarterback second. But I do think that there is just kind of a, a different air around him this year that in addition to all the weapons that he has, has allowed him to kind of step his game up a bit. Yeah, I think it's it's probably a combination and we'd be doing him, you know, a disservice. I mean, we, we talked about it a lot on, on both the, I guess it was the Tuesday version, but the after the Monday night football game and then also the Wednesday version of the podcast talking about how Jimmy Garoppolo has improved and how he's he's making less of those turnover worthy plays and 
and he's taking fewer sacks and he's avoiding second and third and longs more often. And you certainly have to credit him for that. Um, but a, a lot of it, all, of course, belongs to the rest of the offense and how well they're playing. I think the offensive line deserves a shout out as well. They've played really well for how young they are. You know, there's been some issues. Uh, pass protection hasn't been as good as as maybe the run blocking. Um, you're looking specifically on the right side of the line at, at Mike McGlinchey. I know that he's his his strong suit is the run blocking side of things and hasn't been as good in the pass blocking. But I mean, you look at the young guys, uh, Spencer Burford, who, who's kind of been, you know, they're they're kind of replacing him going in and out with Daniel Brunskill in that right guard position. On the left side, Aaron Banks is is holding his own. Brendel at the center spot, and then of course the stalwart Trent Williams, who's always fantastic. Maybe had one of his best games, by the way, on Monday night uh, against Arizona in Mexico City. He was he was incredible. But really, the the entire offense deserves credit. But it, I mean, there's no question. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. He's leading the charge. You're going to play as well as he plays, and uh, credit him because he's playing well. And that's that's why the Niners are in the middle of their best stretch of the season right now. Yeah, and looking at his weapons too, just you know, comparing it back to that stretch you mentioned in 2019, Debo Samuel is obviously a far superior receiver than he was his rookie season. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Niners in 2019 had a guy like Brandon Ayuk that could create space in third and shorts, red zone situations. Um, I know Ayuk has had part of me, some issues with drops, especially in that Chargers game, but I just, I feel like there's more of a, a complementary set of weapons, guys that do different things that take pressure off each other. It all starts with McCaffrey. Uh, George Kittle is maybe the only player that I think you could argue has regressed a bit, but he contributes in so many other areas outside of just catching the football that it's a little bit of a mute point. By the way, did, did you know that George Kittle uh, right now is on pace through his first six seasons to be the, to be like a top four tight end when it comes to receiving yards. Um, I didn't, I didn't know that specifically. No, uh, I could have guessed it was pretty high though, considering, uh, I mean, there aren't a ton of really great receiving tight ends in the history of the NFL. And he had one of the highest single season receiving yard numbers from the tight end position a while back. So it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know exactly the details. That's pretty impressive. Okay, so right now he's got 4,913 yards for his career to this point. The only people in front of him through their first six seasons are Antonio Gates, Kellen Winslow Sr., Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham, and Rob Gronkowski in that order. That's a pretty good list. And it's not bad. <laughs> now, I, now, this year, Kittle's averaging about 50 yards per game, so if he maintains that pace... He would end up, I believe, right behind Kelsey. Um, but I, I just thought it was kind of fascinating because maybe it's weird. Obviously, Kittle was prolific early on in his career, his first like three seasons, especially that second and third season, um, catching the football. But it, it's weird now. It's like I almost don't even associate him with the the thirteen hundred you know yard season of himself. I'm not saying you have to put up a thousand yards every single year, like, like Kelsey or, you know, Gronk or some of these other big name tight ends. Um, but it's like a Kittle's just like a kind of a hybrid tight end. Now a guy that can beat you down the field, like it did against Arizona, but this week he might only catch one football. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's also similar to what we're talking about, about the offense in general and all the weapons Jimmy Garoppolo has, you know, you look back to that, 
that season where where George Kittle, you know, set a new single season tight end receiving yards record his second year in 2018 with 1,377 yards. First of all, I think it was C.J. Beathard, his college teammate, and, and Nick Mullins throwing him the passes. So that That's one thing. But the other thing is who else on that offense were the 49ers going to put the ball in, in the hands of? I mean, there's not many other players there. So it kind of funneled all the targets and all the touches to George Kittle, which is the complete opposite of how that's working this year. Um, so maybe it's, it's you know, a slight negative for, you know, individual stats, which we've also talked about and, and trying to keep everyone happy. Um, but you still can't diminish the impact that George Kittle has on the game, whether or not he's he's putting up, you know, 80 yards for two touchdowns like he did on Monday night or not. He's still having a, a gigantic impact. I know we like to joke around that he's a, he's a really good offensive lineman. Um, that's true. I mean, he is. Um, he is. But when he's asked to, to, you know, go out in the pass game as well, he's pretty good at that. So, Yeah. No, the, the, look, I make a lot of ineligible men <laughs> downfield jokes whenever Kittle catches I, the ball. But I think there were like five of them when we were watching the game on Monday night together. So, well, he, he look, he was, he's getting a lot of routes. I mean, that's a lot that's of, that's pretty good for a left tackle. It's, it's not bad. He's pretty fast, <laughs> uh, a little undersized, but he's got good feet. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's well. Okay, so Kittle, this will take us to our, our next place we want to go here on the four one fivers. Is basically, you know, the, the 49ers have on offense, as Jimmy Garoppolo has like done a one eighty on how they how they have won or their their sort of uh, equation to to winning the first half to now the second half of I guess the first half of the season, but like their first three four games, Mark, it felt like they would come out of the gates, they'd get some points in the first quarter maybe a touchdown, uh, 10 points. They'd be able to basically create some sort of uh, cushion for themselves. And then whether they'd be able to hold on or not, it, you would see it slip away in some sort of fashion to set in the second half. And we're you know, discussing after the Denver game, um, maybe after, after the Chiefs game. Oh, you know, well, Shanahan in the second halves. What's what is going on with Shanahan and Leeds in the second half? Oh, my gosh. Well, the last three games, it's been the exact opposite where they have – not falling behind to every opponent, but it's been relatively even after the first 15 minutes. And then they have just boat raced these opponents that they've been up against Los Angeles, well, both Los Angeles teams, I guess Rams chargers and now Cardinals. Um, have you sensed anything different from Shanahan? Because it, especially against the Cardinals, like I, I do think that, he had to go off script earlier than he would have liked after two possessions that gained one first down. Then they go on to score in four straight possessions. That to me is a bit more, that's got to be off script, off script Shanahan. And I mean, do, do the slow starts then like worry you any more than I guess maybe some of the slow second halves worried you earlier on this year? It's an interesting conversation because I remember having this, you know, same discussion, but flipped as you laid out in the past. Like this team is is playing well in the first quarter and, you know, maybe even into the second quarter, but then they just simply can't score points in the second half. And we talked about how, you know, Kyle Shanahan, there was a, a, a great, you know, kind of mathematical deep dive on 538. And they kind of broke down the numbers saying when Kyle Shanahan is on script, his plays and, and the play calls are fantastic. And, you know, the EPA, the expected points added of his on-scripted plays are fantastic. But then once he gets off that script, it takes a giant dive. And that was kind of flipped 
from the 2019 season when the team played really well and went to the Super Bowl. Um, but now it's kind of switched back once again. And the Monday night game against the Cardinals is, I think, the perfect example. You mentioned the first two drives, they do nothing, and then they score on four straight drives. And and we I remember talking about, would you want your offense to be great early and then so-so eh, eh, late, or would you want it to struggle early and then be great late? And I think we both decided that I want them to be great late. You want the team that adjusts in second halves. You want the team that is wearing teams down in second halves, that is getting chunk plays on the ground in second halves, and that is winning fourth quarters. And that has happened more so recently than it has early in the year. I th- I, I have a harder time explaining the lack of success on the scripted plays than I do just saying I think this is now a Niner offense with all their weapons. They've been together for like a month now. They, they're feeling more comfortable with each other. That seems to explain to me why the second halves have gone better recently. You kind of look at that Chiefs game, I think it's the turning point. The Niners offense started really good in that Chiefs game and then struggled in the second half, and that coincided with the defense falling apart against Mahomes. But against the Rams, against the Chargers, a little to a lesser extent versus the Chargers, and then again against the Cardinals, it's been dominant second halves for the 49ers. A lot of that is is because of the defense giving up zero points, but the offense also playing better in those second halves. I'm not sure how to explain away, Evan, the, the, the struggles on those scripted plays recently, but I think the success of the second half on the offensive side is just because this offense now is finally comfortable with each other. They have so many weapons, as we've talked about. And what's the result of those two things kind of converging? It's putting up more points, and we've seen that. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah, and and to take it a bit further, I also think that the difference, and it does come down, I think, to McCaffrey, but I think there's just been also a little more improvisation in the offense and and maybe some of that familiarity, the the comfort you're talking about is because Garoppolo is, is okay making that second, third or fourth read more so than he was at the beginning of the season when he really, as he talked about, didn't have a training camp Mm -hmm. was coming off an injury, maybe had to rely more on some of those scripted plays that Shanahan had success with. I'm not sure why they're not working now as opposed to before. I mean, you'd imagine with, more tools in your toolbox on offense that you'd be able to scheme up some stuff that would continue to be successful, but we're splitting hairs here with that. I do think that the second halves um, offensively and, you know, just sort of the, the reactions that, that, that they have to make are because they have a, a hue of creative players that can make plays like they, they just have, a ton of playmakers on offense and they have so many different as kind of we talked about in the episode these different styles of players that complement each other there's about three or four guys that can beat you within five yards of the line of scrimmage there's two or three guys that can beat you if they get the ball behind the line of scrimmage there are maybe two perhaps three guys that can beat you downfield um 
there are multiple levels for this offense to attack that I think were different from even earlier on this year. Uh, I also think that defensively, there's a little more trust with guys being healthy and being back than there was before, which could have led to some of those leads slipping away. Health does have to do with in general, but I think that's why you see a guy like Fred Warner come out and say, hey, we're running two or three plays against these guys. We, we just we just kind of think that we're we're better than them. I mean, he, the last part I, I ad lib, but <laughs> but but that's that's essentially what he is telling me when he's when he's at the podium saying, yeah, we didn't really switch much stuff from first to second half. Uh, Nick Bosa kind of just sick them on the quarterback and that's just how the game went like don't, don't get Fred in any trouble there okay no I'm not trying to get Fred <laughs> in trouble but that like it's so funny too because he's one of the few guys uh, especially that you'll see after the game that's like always suited and booted like some guys will come up in t-shirts yeah. some guys will will walk up in, in jean jackets or whatever other gucci stuff they got on uh but fred warner is always suited and booted so he's all dappered up and he's, he's up at the podium he just got sits there hey fred uh you know so defense third second half shutout what'd you see from your guys today what was clicking well you know i'm gonna be honest man uh <laughs> kind of just did one thing kind of just dared them to beat us and they didn't next question like that that's how that's how i read a lot of these pressers from from the from not just him but the defense in general it's like we just think that our process is good enough to beat them over the course of an hour of 60 minutes on the field of play so that's that's to me where that like I guess the the difference would be on defense speaking of uh post-game style choices you see what what jimmy g wore to and from the Monday Night Football game, I imagine you did. Hard to miss it. Uh, oh, actually, no, I did. This one is this you was didn't? one of the few things that I did miss. Yeah, just what, what like have a, on? A, a bright pink suit, just full pink, the jacket and the pants. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I mean, it was funny. The I think it was ESPN, maybe it was NFL Network pregame was showing the teams, you know, getting off their buses and arriving to the stadium, and the camera was kind of messed up. It seemed like too. So it, I think it. It kind of accentuated certain things, but Jimmy Garoppolo rolls out. And of course, I mean, he, he's looking great as, as normal. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Guapo. <laughs> or as, as a Debo Samuel tweeted, Himmy Guap, of course. Himmy Guap. Jimmy is him, <laughs> according to Debo Samuel. Um, but he, he rolls out of the bus. He's got the, the full pink suit on. I think he's got sunglasses on. He's looking like Jimmy Garoppolo. Then they flash and they show Colt McCoy. And he's just got like a normal button up on. And his face is all red. Looks like he's sunburnt from the Mexico <laughs> sun. It's not fair to Colt McCoy to show him after you show Jimmy Garoppolo in a pink suit. And it was at that moment, Evan, I knew. Niners were not losing Monday night. Not with Jimmy Garoppolo rolling in in a pink suit like that. Jimmy's also got kind of that... Um... You know that 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 silver strand going on. He does. Now. He's more it, gray than he has been. Yeah, he's a silver stallion. That Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, some people can't. You know, like for example, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. You know, some of the pictures when he took the job, uh, twenty seventeen. Looked like a brand new young man, fresh face. Looked, you know, forty two going on twenty two. And now he looks, you know, 47 going on 67. It, so it some people like those, can't rock it like Jimmy it G does. It looks like those uh, before and after photos of when you assume the presidency and after your first term is up and you can just 
tell all of the the emotional damage it's it's done to you. It's that's what it looks like when you look at before and after photos of Kyle Shanahan. Well, in a lot of ways, the head coaching position is like, I'm not going to say the presidency, but it, it's like you are a political candidate. Like you have your supporters and then you have your abjectors and then you're responsible for this entire team of people that really you have no control over. You just kind of delegate duties to you make certain calls, you know, uh, with, with your legislation and you hope that it pans out over a long <laughs> period of time. And uh, maybe it's a less physical game, the the political spectrum. But you know what I'm saying? Like Kyle Shanahan isn't a lot. I think people do look at him like like this, this political guy that they have to follow. Um, not not to stray off at, down down the beaten path into politics here. But the point is, Jimmy Garoppolo is making the silver hair look good. The silver is back in the Bay Area with Jimmy Garoppolo. It is. And Niner fans, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. You mentioned silver. Niner fans are rooting for the silver and black this weekend. The Raiders are up in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. Oh, so I think that's the, a good game. The Raiders can do the Niners a favor with a win up in the in the Pacific Northwest. That they can, but the Niners got to take care of business first at Levi's as this kind of begins a nice stretch for them at home. So they get the Saints this weekend, Miami next weekend, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, kind of a, a lengthy stay at Levi's for them after, of course, going to Mexico City. Uh, they will take on the Saints on Sunday, 125 kick. Saints are 4-7. and seven. 49ers are 6-4, and four, again, in first place, tied uh, for, for first in, in the NFC West. 